When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Thanks for your company here on the Overnight Crowd. Jen Wallace with you. The open line 1300 736 736 is there for your calls. The text as well, 0433. 98, 11, 16. Obviously a huge part of our show overnight here has and is about the AFL because there's AFLW finals. There is the AFL season proper starting Wednesday, which could be zero sleeps for some of you and for some of us, one sleep away. So plenty of Aussie rules excitement going around Australia at the moment, but it'd be remiss of us not to talk cricket. So to do that, John O'Baruch joins us. Uh, from the Inner Sanctum, we're going to chat cricket, especially our Aussie women over in the ICC Women's World Cup in New Zealand, just continuing their winning ways. Jono, thanks for your company and how good are our Aussie girls travelling? G'day, Jen. Great to be back. They are oh, they're just rolling on as they do, the mm. Australian women's. They win, they win one-day international games. It's just what they've been doing since 2017 and they're off to the perfect start at the um, 2022 edition and on a complete roll. It was an interesting game, wasn't it, against the West Indies on Tuesday. The West Indies, a team we've spoken about in the past, like they had an amazing opening game against New Zealand. They then accounted for England. Uh, You just don't know what you're going to get from West Indies. And Australia, we had uh, Elise Perry... She looks like she's just recaptured the form of pre-hamstring, pre-all those big injuries, the shoulder injury, and how good is she looking right now? Well, if you even go back to Sunday's game against New Zealand where they absolutely smashed the host countries, which was a massive game for both sides. Australia, we spoke last week, just got over the line against England, um, did it relatively comfortably against Pakistan, but they knew they were going to get a test against New Zealand and absolutely blew them to smithereens with the ball, led by Elise Perry. And then for her to back it up today with uh, her first over of the game, taking two wickets on a hat-trick, couldn't quite get it done. I think we saw signs of this Elise Perry at the back end of the Women's Ashes series, but to see her really showing her class with the ball, with the bat, it's just like like a fine line. She just gets <laughs> absolutely better and better, and she's rising to the occasion in the big moments in the big tournaments and yeah I'm not surprised that she's back and performing and it's been interesting to see how Meg Lanning's used her um leading up to this World Cup usually not usually bowling at the tail end of the innings but if she can do what she's doing at the start of the innings um up the front swinging the new ball and taking wickets and making it count then that's exactly what you want her to do isn't it 
Oh, exactly. And the fact that today she took, she accounted for the top three. So uh, absolute peach delivery taking the top of off to dismiss Hayley Matthews. A great catch by Meg Lanning um, at first slip, or she was probably at one and a half, diving back to her left towards the keeper to get Deandra Dotton out. And then Knight uh, caught behind. That was the, you know, the two hat-trick balls, um, sorry, the potential for a hat-trick ball with Matthews into Knight's wicket. But it's probably been a little while since we've seen Perry open up and have that big an impact. And it just looks like we've now got this, this idea of the teams. with They're throwing around their options. Um, shoot the other game, bowled lo- later. But now they've got, you know, they've used their different spinners. They've used Jess Johnson was left out and now she's back in. Australia look like they're actually trying to prime their entire squad, knowing that in tournament cricket you don't want to peak too early. Well, if, if, you can, if you're in a situation where you can afford to leave Jess Johnson, the number one ranked ODI bowler in the world, out of the side and plug and play with other members of your squad, it shows just how well you're going and... Like you said, Beth Mooney and some of the other girls have spoken about not wanting to peak too early and making sure that everyone's gotten a run under their belts. And you've seen that with the way Annabelle Sutherland's been in and out of the team, Nicola Carey's been in and out, Darcy Brown's been in and out, and Amanda Jade Wellington's even gotten a couple of games bowling in tandem with Alana King, who's the preferred leg spinner in that side. So. It's great that they're all getting a run, and even the even some of the batters and the other all rounders up the order. Ash Gardner, seeing what she's been able to do since she's come back into the side um, after a bout of COVID, um, she's definitely making up for lost time. Yeah. Um, it's so it's it's been great for Australia as well to be able to plug and play a little bit and use the depth of their squad. I'd be interested to see if Grace Harris is going to get a run soon um, to continue giving every, everyone else those games and those different opportunities. So it's going to be interesting to see how it moves in the future, but I think they're just priming this, themselves to really get through this group stage and work towards the back end and particularly with games against India and South Africa coming up who will probably be there when the whips are cracking with them um, to making sure that they've settled on their best 11 at the right time. So we bowled West Indies out for 131. So 132 was our target. We managed to get that just three wickets down and in the 31st over. Let's uh, turn some attention to another player who just seems to know how to get it done in the one-day format. Rachel Haynes, 83, not out off 95 balls. Nine fours going at a strike rate of 87. Uh, she is looking very, very good at the top of the order for Australia. Yeah, there's not much I wouldn't trust Rach Haynes not to do. She's <laughs> um, just reliable, top of the order, always feels safe when she's in the field or she's got the bat in her hand at the top of the order. She's just one of the most consistent players and has been one of the most consistent players that Australia's had for a long, long time. This is this probably she hinted during the Ashes that it's probably her last Ashes series, so it might be her last World Cup, which is a real shame for all of us um, cricket fans. I guess we love watching some elegant left-handed batting and just want to see someone flying around taking ridiculous catches in the field. So it's just I'm just enjoying watching her bat. She's got complete freedom. Hundred in the first game. 83 not out today, um, just 
she's in some form and it's great to see and she's really driving Australia forward. We could definitely have an overnight crowd T-shirt with just the motto, In Rach We Trust, put in it. Oh, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I think that's worked. So Australia's sitting nicely, four wins from their four games. South Africa, three wins from their three games and they had an absolute cracking match against England only a couple of days ago. In England, the reigning world champions, they are in a spot of bother over in New Zealand. They're in a bit of trouble, aren't they? They um, they let their first game slip against Australia and then they've really never really recovered from there. They've um, slipped down the order. They've played three They've lost three, and now they're in a position where they're playing India tomorrow. And if they, it's it's win or go home for the defending champs, which is crazy. That their fielding hasn't been great all throughout. Their batting's been left to too few. Lauren Woodfield Hills gone out of the side, and so they re rejigged their opening combination with um, Danny White going up to the top of the order, who opens the batting in T Twenty cricket. So it's. It's not a massive jump for her, but it, again, it's upsetting the apple cart and trying to move things around a little bit and bringing in the extra spinner in Charlie Dean. So they're they're really up on struggle street at the moment, um, the defending champions. So they've really got to find something against the might of India, which will be difficult. But on the flip side, South Africa, they've been building for this tournament for a while and everyone's... Basically, everyone's been saying leading up to it, they're really going to be the ones who could potentially challenge Australia and be there to in a semi-final or a final and are capable of beating them on their day. Their batting's class, their bowling's also really surprised me in this tournament, although mm. there's a watch on the fitness of Shadnam Ismail, who injured herself in the field against England, so... That's a bit of a concern, but they're looking really, really good. And they're really, really well led as well by Sine Luce and Laura Woolvard up the top of the auto. If you just love watching textbook cover drives, just watch a YouTube video of her. Um, but they're, they're looking really, really good as well, South Africa. And they play in New Zealand on Thursday, which is going to be another cracking contest. I think any team that has Marazan Cap playing for them you can never ride out of the contest. Didn't she just seem to put South Africa on her back and say, come with me in that game against England? Well, you'd know her from what she's been able to, what she was able to do with the Perth Scorchers yeah. this year. She won, won that final pretty much off her own back. Yeah. Divine and Mooney at the top of the order, but her bowling performance at off the stadium really brought it home. And again, her maiden, ODI five wicket haul, crazy that it was her maiden ODI five wicket haul for how long she's been playing and just how good she is. So yeah. she's an absolute superstar with the ball, with the bat, and she's definitely leading South Africa, spiritual leader of South Africa, um, really driving them forward. So two big clashes. They don't feature Australia, but two huge um, clashes in the sense of the tournament or the context of the tournament. England versus India on Wednesday and then on Thursday, New Zealand versus South Africa. Uh, there'll be plenty to talk about after those two games finish. Before I let you go, though, Jono, uh, obviously the second test between Pakistan and Australia um, is going on at the moment. And uh, what did you think of, there's been a bit of debate here on the overnight crowd, The Pat Cummins and when he's declaring, didn't enforce the follow-on, we batted for a little bit. Uh, on day four, the morning of day four. Where do you sit on the sort of strategies and some of the decisions that, that Cummins is making? 
I really liked the decision. I thought it was a clever call by mm. Cummins for a number of reasons. The number one being you want to really maximise the best of your batting conditions. And had they put Pakistan in, they pitch was still looking pretty good by the end of day three. They just Australia got on top of them with the ball, but the pitch was still good. So why not grind them into the dirt? They'll be starting the third test or will be stumps on day one of the third test by the time we're talking yeah. next week. So there's a, another quick turnaround. So keep getting the miles into the legs of those Pakistani bowlers and then go to work with your spinners and rotating your quicks. So it's a clever call from Cummins to really try grind them into the dirt. I don't know why people are fixated on this idea <laughs> of that test matches. If they one team gets bowled out cheaply, then the game has to move at warp speed all of a sudden. You've yeah. got five days. It's a beautiful thing of Test Group. We've had two epic test matches in the summer that went the distance literally, and they were the two of the best test matches of the summer. So there's plenty of time. The pitch is really starting to play some tricks and break up, and it really looks like if Australia just keep on breaking through at the right time, plenty of time, just taken the second new ball. They'll get another new ball towards the end of the day tomorrow. So there's plenty of twists and t- twists and turns left in this game, no doubt. It's um, it's going to be an exciting finish. Australia have never won at Karachi. Pakistan have only lost twice at Karachi. So there's history going to be made either way. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's been a fascinating contest for many different reasons because it's not exactly how we're used to seeing it in home conditions. And that's what I like about the challenge of being the touring side. Jono, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of cricket breathing space on what is a very exciting AFL week at the moment. Thanks for your company tonight on the Overnight Crowd. Can't wait for the footy, but it's always good to talk <laughs> cricket with you, Jen. I'll chat with you next week. Absolutely. That's John Overrook from the Inner Sanctum joining us to just go through all of the cricket stuff. We're all very excited about the AFL, which is what we're talking about. Get in touch, one 736 736 or 433 Your calls, your texts coming up next. Thanks to your company on the Overnight Crowd. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.